All right. If we're all Another. set, uh, I take a last look at the black, green, and blazing brazier. Go to the front of the door. Put that aside. You hear the sound of the, the the booming sound echoing through the cave. Mr. Marmus does, in fact, float through this south wall, straight through it. You see him paying particular attention to the brazier as he's almost subconsciously floating towards it. I'm I'm looking at my companions because I'm not I'm not kicking this off because I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> uh, excuse me, uh, more mesk. Any response? He's staring sort of just directly at us. Getting closer and closer. Yeah, what, what, uh, what are you doing Reaching there, man? Forward. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. Elder's Blast. I will I be that guy. Um, do you want us to roll for initiative, Ian? In the meantime? Yes. yes. I'm a 17. Be an 8. Uh, I got a 9. And Trog will be uh, 13. As you guys see this weirdly solid but still incorporeal wraith slowly sort of hungrily gazing at this flame, slowly gliding towards it. Kid, you are up first. I don't trust him, and I'm just going to uh, blast Eldritch Blast. Uh, very nice. First is a 25 to hit. Yep. And second is is a natural one. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, and for the first one, that is uh, 16 points of damage. Fire and force damage. And with my, with my movement, I'm going to... Do I have room to place myself between... The brazier and him? Um, no. You can't really squeeze it between. You basically can't get onto the square that he's in currently because he takes up half of it. The brazier basically takes up the other half. Okay, I understand. In that case, uh, seeing Arch is somewhat close to me here, I'm going to move in front of him to give him some partial cover. And mm-hmm. that's where I'm going to hold my action. That brings us to Mr. Mormask, who, after getting hit by you, is going to sort of tear his gaze away uh, and look directly at you and sort of move closer to your way. So basically he's going to stare directly at you. And he's kind of going to do a, almost somewhat like a lazy swing in your direction. Um, but you notice as his sort of hand, claw, whatever you want to call it, swings your way, it's sort of glowing this sickly green color. Oh. And that is going to be <laughs> 23 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Okay, I'm going to need you to take, or make, excuse me, a constitution saving. Uh, okay, uh, that's a 17. 17, okay, so you pass. But you are going to take uh, 12 points of necrotic damage. Fuck. And that's with me passing that. Shit. All right. Which brings us to Trog. 
Krog will enter the room, looks at Mormesk, and will cast uh, Vicious Mockery. Well, yeah, Derek, <laughs> what's he say? Do I have to say it immediately? Wait, we'll see how successful it is first. No, you gotta, you gotta mock him first. <laughs> say a uh, uh, Mormesk. You look kind of like a uh, failed character off of uh, Mortal Kombat, you pussy. <laughs> that didn't sound like Trog at all. It didn't. It was like uh, Mooney maybe acting like Trog. <laughs> that, that's, a, that, that's a wisdom saving there, right? Yes. Yeah. Six, 16. Yeah, that saves. That's it then. In which case, we're up to Mooney. Oh shit! Okay, shit. <laughs> Mooney is going to take out his Lightbringer. Is that what it is? Lightbringer, and yes. charge from the door at Mormask. I will say you have identified Lightbringer. Oh no, Lightbringer is a weapon. Does it say it requires attunement? Doesn't say anything about attunement. Okay, then you're Although, so, before I go to attack, I will turn it on. I don't know how, how it works, but so it's glowing now. <laughs> turn it on. You're stroking yes. the shaft. I just, yeah. I believe. I just, keep, I just slap the top of it a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can basically, I didn't right. turn right on too. <laughs> I'm going to say you can, you can do that as your free action, basically. Okay. To, to turn it on. <laughs> Slap, slap the hood of Lightbringer. Ooh, thank goodness it's a magic weapon. That's uh, 18 to hit. That's it. That will be 12 points of damage. So you guys see Mooney sort of slap the head of this mace that, that looks like sun breaking out of the clouds as it grows, glows, excuse me, illuminating the room as if my torch light. And he swings it. And even though Mormask is incorporeal, it makes a very solid thud as sort of sparks of light shoot off from where it made contact with this undead creature. And you can sort of see, hear this almost like sizzling sound as Mormask sort of it screams out in pain. And that brings us to Archie. I'm going to step out from behind Kid. I'd like to come around. You said each square is 10 feet, right? Each square is 10 oh. feet, yeah. I would like to scurry around there. And once I do, I'd like to fucking just double knife, stab old Mormick in the uh, in the back. Alrighty, go ahead and roll me a uh, tackle. The first one is a twenty-two. That hits. Okay. <laughs> the second one is a natural twenty. That also hits. The first one does five points of damage, and the second one is. 18 points of damage. 18 points of damage, okay. Well, you do swing out your daggers. You do hit them twice. They do... You, you, you sort of... With your daggers, you sort of pass through his body. And it is... feels somewhat solid. And even with your second attack, which does strike and does feel you know like it connects, it does feel with your daggers maybe... It's not doing as much damage as you would expect. Roy, so uh, this isn't going the way I planned. 
I'm going to use my oh, fuck. I can't. I just used my bonus action. Son of a bitch. All right. I'm just going to stand there. Oh, we're back up. Back up the kid. Yep. Uh, double finger guns. Um, Eldritch blasting. Anyway, I started blasting. Okay, that is a 15. 15 does not hit. Okay, and a 19 on the second. That hits. Okay, and that is uh, 14 points of damage. Uh, I'm going to stay where I am. All right, the one blast sort of looks like it passes right through, but the second blast hits him kind of square in the chest. And uh, actually, as a bonus action, I'm going to do second wind and get back hopefully a little bit of uh, health because, ouchies, uh, that is eight points back. Okay. Back to Mormask. Mormask is now sort of warily up this glowing mace that Mooney's holding. And he's going to sort of look over and stare directly at you as he moves forward to, to take a swing at Mooney. Um, and again, it's a sort of same almost lazy clawing swipe that comes out with this swirling, stickly green miasma around it. 19 to hit. Yeah. Okay, so I need you to roll a constitution saving throw. Oh, uh, it's a nat 20. Okay, you're fine then. You do, you do take uh, 16 points in the kind of damage. And that'll be his turn. Which brings us back to Chuck, who is now maybe here. Hello. Yes. Oh. <laughs> the legend. That was great timing. It, it's your turn. We're all dying. We need you. Okay. <laughs> One second. <laughs> Vicious mockery. Owls are stupid. He only rolled an eight on his wisdom. <laughs> you did it. If you if you fucking kill this guy, like just <laughs> coming in. Are you? Did you? Did you go pee, my guy? You gotta have like a little tiny bladder. I mean, All right, give me a give me a damage roll for that. <laughs> uh, three. Let me see that he pees just a little. Uh, more than just that. As uh, these words are ring out and echo, he walks. He sort of turns to sort of turns to look at Trog, and. He almost starts to take a step, will glide in his direction as wisps of smoke and this sort of incorporeal form that he starts to fly off him. And almost as if there's like a very large gust of wind that's blowing around like remains scraps of parchment and, you know, broken little stones and stuff. This large gust of wind, almost similar to when you had entered his room the first time this whirlwind that came out. Um, there's almost a similar whirlwind as <laughs> Mormask is whisked away and disappears with a large thunk. That chest that was sort of contained in his chest cavity falls to the ground. Are you, Are you fucking, fucking kidding, kidding me? <laughs> yeah, you left him you left him with two HP. <laughs> I fucking hate this game. I fucking hate this goddamn game. That could have been me. <laughs> but of course, it's Ty. <laughs> so Ty, I took over. I did one vicious mockery and failed immediately. 
I make a note every time you insult someone to death now, and that it has now been added to the to the list. What the this, fuck? This this is a name character too. It wasn't just like Goblin Number Six. Right. I guess we're gonna have to give you a fucking nickname. The fucking I don't know. We gotta we gotta fucking. This has become a thing, right? Am I missing something here? Like what the fuck? Trog the Trog the cunning linguist. Oh, <laughs> the master the beta. All right, I'm gonna walk over to the chest. And uh, uh, is it locked? It looks like it might have had a lock at one point. It's, it's sort of like this metal chest that's scorched and sort of twisted. Um, there is sort of a lock on it, but it doesn't look like it's really locking much anymore. All right, uh, I'm going to open it up. Okay. With a little bit of fiddling, you're able to sort of wrench open this metal chest. Um, inside this chest, you see 1,100 copper pieces, 160 silver pieces, three smallish diamonds, which, if you want to make a note of this, in case you use them for spellcasting purposes, they're 100 gold each. Um, you find a wooden pipe that is sort of adorned with this platinum filigree. And you find a, a chunk of ore. Um, it's, it's black ore, sort of blackish blue, that has these sort of green streaks running through it. And when you pick it up, it, it, it's a bit strange. It feels simultaneously cold and warm. Do I find a pair of underwear? Yeah, I forgot about that. Yes. <laughs> and you, you also find this, the, you also have the, uh, the silence as well. When you have I, I'm going to pass out a diamond. I'm going to keep a diamond. I'm going to pass out a diamond to Trog and to Archie. And then I'm going to hand the underwear to Mooney. Hey, uh, I found something I think you might like. <sighs> yes. Uh, thank you. I was so worried about it. You do notice it's a little bit singed from when you had last seen And it uh, has a, 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 a strange, musty smell. Looking at this diamond, does it look like it would fit in the mouth of the lion that is on my pendant? Not. I mean, yeah, probably. It wouldn't be, like, secure. You'd have to, like, glue it or something, yeah? Or whatever you do the jewelry. I, I'm going to hold up the silence scroll. I'm going to hand this off to one of y'all if you want it eventually, but um, I I think I've figured out something with my well, Arch with you-know-who, you know, the the one who gives me the, and I kind of make a little fire in my hand. Alright, your sugar daddy. I might be able to learn this spell off of this scroll and be able to use it as a as a ritual spell, but I, I gotta take some time to do that. So if it's cool with y'all, I might just hold on to it until then, and then whoever wants it at that point can have it. Uh, yes, go ahead. I mainly just used it to trade. All right. And uh, Mooney, I didn't give you one of these diamonds, but uh, if one of us goes down, do, do you have a spell or is there something that you can do to bring one of us back? And if so, would one of these help you? Uh, yes, there is. And uh, I would need one, actually. Well, I'm, I'll give you mine. I just glance at it as the light is beaming off. 
Oh boy. Okay. And I'll shove it inside my satchel. And uh, there's a pipe in here also. Um, if one of y'all want it, I mean, I'm, I, I kind of would like it, but if one of y'all would rather have it, that's okay with me. It was the wood, the wooden pipe. Oh, the pipe. Nah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to pocket it. <laughs> Unless it's got magic. It's got magic on it. We'll just divvy up the rest of the stuff. Um, I'll hold on to that ore then, too, just because I'm planning on visiting a blacksmith anyway. I might be able yeah. to get some info off of it. Can you roll me a, per- a perception check as you handle that ore? That, my friend, is a uh, an eight. I'm not very perceptive. An eight. Yeah, never mind. You don't notice anything. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll just pocket it for now. I'm not really going to say much about it. Does uh, anybody uh, else need healing besides me? Uh, I could use a little bit if uh, if you have some to spare. Uh, yes, I'm going to cast uh, Aura of Vitality. So whoever's next to me heals nine points of damage. Thank you. I will take I, that. I need it. I am too. back up to four. All right. Well, I, I still don't like this brazier sitting here. Uh, we could probably figure out what's what's going on at some point, but more than that, we should probably just keep on moving on and take care of this black spider problem. Hey, DM, looking around the room, is there any, like, yes. discarded weapons or anything like that? Like, anything just kind of shitty? Um, I mean, there is some, like, rusted, pitted sort of scraps of metal. It would be, be hard to call them weapons at this point. Because I'd like to pick one up, kind of walk yeah. over to the brazier. I'm going to stick it in the fire. Alrighty. So you can find what looks like it maybe at one point uh, with a sword. <laughs> Some kind of bladed weapon. Um, rusted and falling apart with, you know, over the hundreds and hundreds of years that it has probably been discarded. Um, and as you hold it over the brazier, um, the greenish-black flames are kind of licking up. Um, and you hold it there for roughly a minute until you pull it out. And it seems uh, it still has this sort of greenish-black shine to it, this hue. And you are now in possession of a magic shard of whatever. Was it sharp or hot, rather? Uh, no, it doesn't feel sharp. It doesn't feel hot to the touch. All right, fuck it. I'm going to take out one of my daggers, and I'm going to stick that in there and see what happens. Okay, same thing. You uh, stick it in. Um, you let the flames sort of lick up at it. Uh, keep it in there for a minute. Could you roll me a D12, please? Yeah. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. So one. A one? A one. Okay, so you're, uh, you pull the dagger out, and it sort of looks like that old discarded former weapon where it has this, this strange, almost green and black hue to it. Um, and so since you order one, your dagger is now a plus one magic dagger for the next hour, one hour. Nope. Well, uh, seeing Archie do this, 
uh, twice and and there being no negative consequences, uh, Kid's going to pull out his longsword and do the same thing. Yes, and then go ahead and roll my d12. Did we just did we just oh. find the uh, the fucking oh, what's it what was it called in zombies? Like a punch? Uh, yes, a six. Six. Okay, so same thing. Uh, but now yours is plus one for six hours. Looking at this brazier, um, does it look like we could pick it up? Um, I mean, it's pretty solid stone. You've not tried the meat. It's it's on like a pretty hefty looking stone pedestal. What is like the flame contained in? Uh, like a stone bowl, basically. So there's sort of like this. You can kind of see off the off the left there. There's sort of stairs leading up to it. Um, right. And so there's a sort of like square carved pedestal on top of which sits like another stone carved bowl, and the fire is inside the stone bowl. Okay. If I look inside, is there wood or anything to burn, or is it just this necrotic flame? Um, you don't see any wood inside. You just see the fire. Standing close to it, like I was when I stuck. My- is there any heat coming off of the f- the flame? Uh, no, there's not. <laughs> no. I was about to I'm do st- the same thing. I'm gonna like, stick my hand in the fire for power. I was literally about to do that. So <laughs> I got to back. glad that you did it before I did. Roll me a Constitution saving throw. Sixteen. So you stick your hand in, and you can you leave it in there for like a minute. Um, it, there's no heat, but all of a sudden you feel this almost like sharp pain in your hands. Um, and since you rolled pretty good, you're going to take two points of necrotic damage and sort of jerk your Oof. hand back out. And you can sort of see that black and green. It, it lingers for a second around your exposed skin um, and sort of burns it. A, a sort of, I mean, not, it's not like a burn burn, but it sort of burns away the outer layer of your skin in this necrotic sort of damage. Oh, yeah, we don't suggest putting your fucking hand in it. I don't know what I was expecting. I don't know why I'm fucking with magic. We need to get the fuck away from this. He slowly pulls his hand, his hand back. <laughs> well, all right. Yeah, I think we should just leave this here and keep on, keep on moving on. Yeah, yeah. I would may, imagine. Do these doors lock, or any way we can secure this room without? Um, I don't know how I feel about just leaving it fucking just sitting here. Yes, lock or maybe put a sign on top. Please do not touch. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no touchy. I mean, now you have a, now you have an actual use for magic. Yeah, that's true. Um, I can cast it as a ritual spell. So for the next ten minutes, Kid is actually just going to put um, right at the door. So like, if if we can all if we all walk out, um, so if someone steps in front of the door, I want to make it sound like it's the spectator's voice and just say, "Beware! Leave this place." Something like that. And then just repeat it. Roll me, roll me a performance, performance check. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, 14. It's a, it's a pretty passable impression of the uh, spectator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kid's reminded of the time he was out on the dock and he was, he was um, Phil Dupa and he is missing his, uh, his acting, acting times. So he gets really into it. All right, we should get out of here. Yeah, we should probably uh, keep moving on. I feel like there's a lot more to this fucking place than these two jackasses. 
Yeah, I mean, they had nothing to do with why we were here. I mean, right, not yeah. really. Yeah. So uh, right. I'm going to just walk out. Yep. Um, same marching order as before, I guess. I'm just going to move up and see what we see here and keep going. So what you guys can see as you continue up this way, um, you have this other path to your west, which looks like it was handmade, right? The carved stone again. Um, this path that goes up to the north is more of the natural cave walls. Um, kids is going to keep moving right. Eric, what's happening? No, I I just zoomed out on the map, and I was like, there's so much more. <laughs> Very big. Yeah, you guys are you guys are literally only about a quarter to a third. You've only seen like a quarter to a third. Oh my good lord! And what is this like session three? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, heading to the right. So the closer you guys move up this cavern on the right, um, again every two minutes that rhythmic boom. And it's it's almost deafening as you come up on the right here. Who is directly behind me, Trog? Yeah. I'm going to throw a hand back and just kind of pat you wherever I end up touching, and I'm going to cast Guidance just for the sake of it, because you're the closest. And uh, I'm going to peer around this corner. So you look around this corner, and what you see um, is a pretty large cavern. You can't see across the whole thing because, again, there's not really, excuse me, any natural light. But you do see, well, let's take this narrow ledge that's overlooking this large cavern. And, and again, this rhythmic booming is very, very. And if you, if you stand there for a few minutes and wait, and watch, you'll see that every two minutes there's this, basically this fresh surge of water that is getting funneled into this chamber and slamming up against the wall that is just below this ledge, uh, making this very large echoing boom. What do I see when I look up at the ceiling? Uh, ceiling is the same as it was before. It's okay. about 20, 25 feet high. Okay, but no ledges or anything that looks like something could drop down on us on our way through? I mean, there are stalactites up there. They don't look any more precarious than the rest that you've seen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and the echoing from this cavern actually also, it sort of suggests to you that this might just be one part of a larger cavern. Okay. Um, being as quiet as, as I can and gesturing for the guys to do the same, I'm going to peep over, not right to the ledge, but close enough where I can maybe get a better view of what's happening in here. Okay, so you can see this, see the water surging. Um, basically, this this ledge, from what you can see, is going to be roughly 15 feet above the water level. Um, but every time the water surges, um, the water level comes up about 10 more feet. So only about five feet when the water is surging. And then after about a minute or so, the water sort of returns to its original depth. All right. And looking around the ledge on the left side of this, how does that path around look? Does it look like it's intact? Like if we crossed it, that it wouldn't give on our way out? Uh, Romy, an investigation. If there's one thing could, kid is good at, it's not that. Uh, 15. 
I mean, it's narrow, but it looks solid. I'm just going to keep moving, going around and following that ledge around. When the wave recedes, I don't know if you said this when I went to the bathroom, but um, what does the ground look like? It looks like it's a normal stone cavern. Um, I mean, there's sort of like gravel and crushed rock as the, the wave slams against the wall and knocks stuff loose. But when it goes out, is it completely dry when it goes out or is there still water? No. So the water is basically, so when, when the water is out, you can't tell how deep it is from where you were. It's, uh, <laughs> but when the water is out, it's about 15 feet below you. And when the water surges, it's only about five. So there's always, there's always water at the bottom. Yeah, I'm just going to keep moving. Okay, so you guys can go up. And you see uh, this pathway is fairly narrow. And it's, it's quite low. It's, it's maybe barely four feet high. And it's sort of obstructed by boulders and pebbles. Um, it looks like it might have one point been some kind of stream bed that feeds into this cavern. Um, although there, there's no water here now. So especially especially for a kid and uh, Mooney, it, it, you're gonna have to crouch, almost crawl to get through this. Hey, uh, Archie, do you want to take lead through here? Just because if we encounter something and I'm kind of hunched over, it might not be as effective as if you go through quietly and see what's on the other side there. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll sneak on through there. That's what me. That's what I'm for, right? Just fucking send the little guy in little places. Archie's gonna. Saunter off to the front and then uh, just kind of sneak on up. I just, I want to be like super stealthy. Yeah, and while you're doing that, go ahead and, well, not yet. Let's see how far forward you go first. Um, you see, you see the edge, well, you see the edge of the cabin and what looks to be like some kind of ledge at the end. So you're on a, a raised, basically. So if you crept up to the ledge, you would be looking down. You can't see how you can't see how far, but you can see the ledge there. Can I? Ooh, I want to be stealthy. All right, can I be real stealthy and sneak up to the, the? You sure can if you roll me a stealth check. Okay. And I I want to be behind Archie, but like far enough away where I can maybe still spot him or know that like sense that he's up there, but not like go all the way. Yeah, kid. You wouldn't have done anything before I started off through that tunnel, right? Wouldn't. Oh, yeah. I cast guidance on Archie as I. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. That seems fishy. I I should have. That's all right. That's a 14 for my stealth check. Okay. All right. So are you creeping up basically just to the ledge then? Yeah, just just sneaking. Okay, I'm gonna put you there so I remember. You're gonna be right there. Very specifically, I'm hugging this wall here to prevent anyone from seeing me that way. I think that's what I'm doing. So you're basically right now about ten feet above this cavern, ten to fifteen feet, and you can just barely see. Uh, across, there's sort of like this rift in the cavern, right? And so across, you can also see another ledge. 
Um, you can just sort of make out the outline of it. That also appears to be about the same height that you are. Uh, so about 10 to 15 feet. You do see this stream that's coming down over the, uh, the ledge. It's sort of coming over this west wall, down at the rift, and then it's flowing out again through like a small opening in the north there. You see this, this very, it looks almost like a well. And it's this sort of black hole. Uh, and attached to it are uh, almost, almost like a crane. Uh, you can see like ropes and pulleys. Um, there's iron stakes sort of secured around it, holding things down. And you do see as well three. Sorry, you see three bugbears who are sort of. It almost looks like they're 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 looking for something almost. And you do see them sort of skirting almost very nervously around this hole. They don't like the hole. They don't like the hole. They look like they're trying not to get that close to it. And as, as you see them appear to be looking around, you also can just make out, not necessarily make them out, but you can hear them calling down to the bugbears from up on this, up this western ledge here, uh, where he says, keep looking, or the spider will have your head. Ooh. That hole, uh, I know I'm, in the, I'm, I'm not up there yet, but does it look like a man-made looking well or um it does look man-made but it also looks it looks very very old it doesn't look like it was recently dug i'm gonna just real quiet like back up try to sneak my way back to my compatriots yep you can get back there right so uh and i'm gonna describe everything that i saw yeah how uh, how how deep did that hole g- look like? Right, yeah. So I'm not a hole expert, ex- expert, expert. A hole expert. Yeah, there we go. So I would say fucking probably somewhere between really deep and deeper than a motherfucker. So the the, the hole the hole is not really the big problem. I don't think. I mean, I imagine, I imagine there is something to do with the hole, but right now, I think we should probably focus on the drow and three bugbears that are fucking just kind of wandering around, looking clearly looking for something. And uh, the the drow fella, he he did reference the uh, the spider. Just going out on a limb on this one. Um, so hear me out. Crazy thought. Um, he's probably talking about the black spider, the uh, the fella or and or lady fella, right? That we're looking for. How how um, tall is the? Th- that's a ledge. How tall is that to get down to where they are? About ten feet. Well, do we just want to go in guns blazing, or what are we thinking? Right. So. It's probably best to take the guy that's on our level out first and then attack the bugbears. Because, you know, you don't want to give up the high ground. I'm going to shoot an arrow. One of them poison boys. All right, that's how we're on a ship. 16. 
I rolled a 20. Uh, 14. In fact, but Archie, you had to stop the initiative. Already? You already know what I'm doing. That's true. Uh, roll the hit. <laughs> 18 to hit. Uh, 18 does hit. 30 points of damage. Archie sets out and shoots out an arrow. Goes straight across this, this gap. Strikes his drow. It almost passes clean through his shoulder. As he looks up and cries out in pain. And all of the bugbears sort of start turning around to look where that arrow came from. Uh, Trog, you're up. Uh, I got a 16 to hit. Sending the crossbow. 16 also hits. Alright. Uh, do you want to do a constitution? Because I have the poison on my oh. arrow. Yes. This time it is a... And 11. Alright, he fails. So he takes 7 points from my crossbow and 5 points from the poison. Again, this, almost half a second after this first arrow shoots out, you hear a... As a truck shoots off his crossbow, almost striking him sort of right in the other shoulder. And as the poison takes hold, you can see almost this, this small sort of trickle of foam in the corner of his mouth. He's still standing... But he looks, he looks unhappy. Uh, he's surprised, which means it's Kim. On the ground he is standing on, going to cast on fire. Okay. And he needs to roll a uh, dexterity saving throw. 23, yeah. And then if that is your turn, we are at Moody. Uh, I start taking a running leap from the tunnel. Before I make my jump, I cast Frostbite on the Drow. That is a 21 to hit. Oh, yes, Oops. that hits. <laughs> Get wrecked, son. It takes four points of damage, cold damage, and has disadvantage on its next weapon attack roll. Um, uh, it doesn't because it dies. Good. We. Bitch. And actually, um, you've, so you've seen this before in Kragma Castle. It doesn't just die. It sort of melts into this strange, waxy pile of goo. Oh, shit. Another change one. Another, another change one. Uh, Dope. I, but he is, he is uh, on the ground. Not moving. Something tells me that the black spider is also a changeling. Just I, yeah, like I'm. It's it's really we, it's weird with the their what's their the, 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 the drow <laughs> connection. I'm sure we'll un- unveil it, <laughs> or we won't because we're really good at that too. <laughs> I'm killing things and not. <laughs> not <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Just kill it. Really good. Really good about not knowing what's going on. <laughs> we're, we're really good at that too. Well, as I as I cast Frostbite and I see this thing disappear, I'm a little confused, but uh, I take my I take my jump and cast uh, Combat Wild Shape uh, bonus action. So I'm going to restore six hit points, and I'm going back to the normal. I transform into a dire wolf as I'm just staring at the two, the three bugbear. Which um which one are you landing? Are you just landing at the bottom of the ledge, basically? Just so like right basically. about right there. Oh, sorry. Right there. Okay. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you guys see Mooney sort of squeeze his way past 
Archie and Trog. And I mean, you all kind of have to admit it's pretty cool as he sort of shoots off this <laughs> this icy sort of mist that slams the the drow who you now know is a doppelganger, um, causing him sort of to fall apart and collapse to the ground. And you swear it, it it almost looks like he winks at you as he transforms into a wolf on the way down <laughs> and lands at the bottom of the sledge. Uh, and that brings us back to the top of the initiative, which is Mr. Bugbear over here. And this bugbear, you notice, is wearing a pretty stylish, well-made pair of leather boots. You sort Not of see so him, long. You sort of see him take a step back, and he basically just jumps and lands like right here on the other side of this bugbear. And then using the rest of his movement, he's going to come up here and get into Mooney's direwolf base. This one is wielding this sort of, this, this wooden club with iron spikes on it. Sort of like a crude morning star. Um, he's going to take a swing at Mooney. Which is not great. A six. Oh, uh, that fails. <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't miss. So he sort of, he jumped after this big giant leap. He seems sort of uh, stumbles a bit as if he's not used to doing that. And as he swings, you're able to sort of move your head out of the way. Um, which brings us to Archie. Alright, so I would like to put an arrow in the face of this one. The one that's kind of like right in front of me. So the first one is a that would be a 26 to hit. That's it. Okay, so let me roll, because I have advantage, it might crit. Yeah. It doesn't. <laughs> 16 points of damage. Well, this arrow shoots him. Uh, you strike it. He sort of tries to lift his shield up, but it, he manages to sneak it in around. I'm sort of striking him in the center of his chest. And then you see that trickle of foam at, at the corner of his, corners of his mouth as you, you notice the poison starts to take effect. Um, and now it's Croc's turn. The bugbear that is south of the well. I'm gonna pass. Com- I'm gonna cast command on him. Right. Uh, that a wisdom saving throw. Yep. Sixteen. He passed. I am gonna use my lucky action uh, to have him roll another one. No. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Four. Uh, you motherfucker. <laughs> jump. Uh, you see his eyes sort of glaze over. As, no, I won't be happy. <laughs> you see his eyes glaze over as um, <laughs> you, you see the spell taking effect. Uh, it does seem as if, like, in some kind of way, he's trying to fight it. But you see him sort of slowly, jerkily move over to this hole and just. <laughs> Jump in. Just eats himself in. (laughs) Disappears from sight. No scream. Nothing. It's a bit bit eerie that way. As the magic sort of forces him to do this thing. It doesn't... It doesn't feel good. And since he's Gonzo, that brings us to uh, Kid. I'm going to pull out my longsword. Rush between the two of them. Can I... Do I think I can jump off and land on Bugbear 7? 
You can try it. Give me a give me an athletics. You're gonna take fall damage from the from the That is okay. Uh I rolled a twenty one. Yeah, you can land on. <laughs> You'll land on. You are you are gonna take uh whoops, that's like not a D six. You're gonna take six points of bludgeoning damage. As will he. You guys will take equal amounts of bludgeoning damage. Cool. And uh, as I'm going down, I'm swinging this longsword, and I rolled a 19 to hit. 19 just hits. Oh, that's lame. Uh, That's only nine points of damage. Um, Six of slashing and three of fire. Movement, I'm going to uh, get to kind of the north side of him, almost, just to put him between myself and the well. Right, okay. So, kid jumps off. Um, the bugbear does manage to sort of bring his shield up this time as you almost like shoulder charge into it. And you can, uh, you know, you, you got a pretty bruised shoulder yourself, but you, you can sort of hear almost like the crunching of bone as you smash into his shield arm um, while in the same motion swinging your sword around and, and slashing him across the chest as it does a little bit of fire damage, slightly singes him as it cuts across. I'm still standing. Uh, but you can see now he, he's looking, he's breathing quite heavily. His shield arm is kind of, seems broken, sort of dangling at his side almost. Um, Mooney, you're up. I'm going to go after Bugbear 6. Uh, we'll do a bite attack. 19 to hit. Nah, it's number 6. 19 hits. That is 11 points of piercing damage. And it will need to do a strength saving throw. 14. Okay, it passes. He's not, he, he is not knocked prone. And I'm going to do the same thing as the kid. And if I can move a little bit west of him. It's a bit of a squeeze, but you sort of muscle your way in and sort of force him a bit closer to the... Uh, yeah, just so I'm not well. closer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all set then. So Mooney lashes out with his teeth, um, sort of latching onto this guy's, this bugbear's arm. Uh, it does almost knock him off his feet, but he's just able to catch himself and stay standing as he sort of throws you off a bit and you circle around him. Uh, it is his turn, so he's going to counterattack with that same sort of crude morning star mm-hmm. against Mooney. Um, that is going to be a 19 with so Yep. So as you circle around him, he sort of almost backhand swings towards your face. And you are going to take 15 Ooh. points of piercing damage. Oof, meaty. <laughs> Bugbears get this really uh, cool ability called Brute, which means they get to deal one extra die of the weapon's damage. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> them. You guys, you guys haven't been haven't been hit by the bugbears that much, <laughs> but when they hit you, yeah. it hurts. We've had a previous fight with one where they were kicking the shit out of us. I remember that. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, this time it catches you sort of right on the side of your head as he backhands you with the uh, the morning star, and he is also similar to you, gonna not leave your range, but he's gonna take some movement to get out from from the hole. Having watched his comrade just eat himself into it. <laughs> um, Archie, you're up. What if he, 
he's actually still alive. It's only like five feet down. <laughs> Guys, help me. Well, to be fair, now that it, it did get to his round almost, now, now that the spell is almost wearing off, you, you, you don't hear a thud, but you can hear almost faint screaming. It's only been it's only been it's only been six like six seconds. True, yeah. But, yeah, but that's fucking far. That's a so long. <laughs> Nine point eight meters per six, second. Six, six seconds in the air. <laughs> By the way, Archie, you're up. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put an arrow into the last one I put an arrow in last time. Natural twenty. So twenty four points of damage. Oh, he's not dead dead, but he is dead. He's dead. <laughs> he's not player character dead, but he's... He's not he's player dead. character dead, but he's monster oh, dead. He, he, he monster dead. Okay. Yeah, by, by, by quite a hefty margin. You were close, <laughs> to be fair. Nice. That, that could have just been a better dice roll, because yeah. I got a I got a <laughs> one and a two on my D6s. You feel the rush of wind go past your ears, and, <clears throat> and he sort of just collapses onto the ground in a pile of bugbear. As a bonus action, yell out, boy, maybe we should uh, save one of these fuckers and find out what we're they're, they're looking for? Just a thought. Trog, you're up. Uh, vicious Mockery. A one. Oh, it's, he takes seven points of damage, and uh, my guy, at least you're a little bit smarter than your friend, but not too much smarter. You might want to go back towards that hole. As your words reach the bugbear, his eyes sort of cross pain. He's not dead. Oh, I was going to say, I will fucking quit. I will turn off and just rage quit. <laughs> what my table... And when we kill the black spider, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be real mad if that actually happens. <laughs> like big, big mad. Like 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 a big bad. <laughs> All right, um, I'm gonna shrug my shoulders, just like I will slump my shoulders, just because I really wanted to push my guy into the well, and Arch just fucked up everything. So I'm very sad. <laughs> and uh, with non-lethal uh, non damage, I'm going to uh, put my sword away, pull out my finger guns, and blast this guy who's fighting with Mooney here. Um, you can only non-lethal with melee weapons. Well, that's unfortunate. So it was a 19 on the first. <laughs> okay, that hits. <laughs> and, and only an 8 on the second. Um, the first one does... Actually, four, five, six, seven points of damage. Seven points of damage. Um, it does strike him center mass as he sort of smacks into the wall behind him. And uh, he dead. Fuck. That's good, Jim. Right, yeah, uh, I'll just go fuck myself next time. <laughs> uh, I mean, I have a diamond now, so I could, like, revive him. You're a, you're a wolf. You can't say I am a wolf. Bark, bark. <laughs> bark, bark. <laughs> you know, that traditional sound a wolf makes. <laughs> I, I was trying to, to non-lethally shoot him in the chest with my fire magic. 
Right. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. fuck it. Who really? Who really cares? Um. <laughs> um I'm gonna check the body of the bugbear that I killed. Is there anything good on it? Nah. Just. Uh, I mean, he's got that shield. It just is him. All right. I throw him in the well. Okay. Um. And I. I want to listen. Creep, creepily enough, as as you roll the bugbear towards the well, you. You're not sure, but you do think you almost hear the faint sound of screaming. Holy shit. All right. Well, I throw this one in, too. That way you can have company. Looking around, is there, like, a sturdy rock or... Boy, kid, you want to, like, fucking catch me or something? Why don't you just climb down? It's ten feet. I'm going to climb down, then. You want me to do the dirty dancing? Like, <laughs> I'm real light. Like you would be able to catch yeah. me through me. Oh, I, I, yeah, I could. But I'll just, I'll just let you, I'll let you climb. You just I'll toss just him right back up. Skip over down. Also, can you be? A, can you imagine somebody picking you up and throwing you ten feet in the fucking air? <laughs> <laughs> just that feeling, like, oh Jesus. <laughs> I would feel so emasculated. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe also also maybe slightly turned on. Maybe oh, I don't know. Big big time boner. <laughs> should, should we try? Should we try? <laughs> <laughs> All right. You made me real mad, but I'm so hard right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm I am ready to bone. <laughs> um, Harder than a diamond in an ice storm. This, um, off to the right here, is that another path? It is indeed. Be a wall. Uh, and what looks to be another path, yeah. Alright, I'm gonna just get to that corner and wait on everyone else. Let Archie get his boots and all that. Yeah, I wanna search the body with the boots. I want them boots. Give me the boot! How are you gonna walk around this corner? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm like hugging it. Like, I'm, I'm, well, that's a lie. I'm, I'm against the far end, like just just peering across, cutting the pie like I have been trying to do with. Roll me a stealth. Um, uh, that's a nine. A nine, okay. Uh, as you sort of peer around this corner, you can't quite make out the whole thing. I'll show you what you do see, maybe about to there. Okay, so basically what you see is... Um, what looks to be, you don't know much about mining, but you do see what looks to be a pretty big blasphemous with like uh, these mechanical bellows. Basically, what you're standing in now is about a 10 foot wide channel that's been cut into the floor of this room. So the, the, these, these walls here that you see on the left and the right are about 10 feet up. Um, and you see a, a water wheel that's attached to these bellows. So it appears as if at one point water flowed through this channel you're standing in to power this water wheel and these bellows and this, this furnace. You do see, well, the furnace is cold, right? It's cold, dark. It doesn't look like it's been used in a while. Um, there's, you see like heaps of coal that's piled sort of nearby. There's, there's carts that are full of this, this unrefined ore. And oh, I didn't actually even reveal the furnace. I'll let you see the furnace. You can see the furnace. And you also see 
as you saw before in, in several other rooms, um, there's more than a dozen sort of withered corpses that are scattered around the room. Slain dwarves, gnomes, um, still sort of wearing the remnants of their armor. And disconcertingly, um, some of these corpses are moving. As in, like, moving upright. And you see along this wall here, and you see one over here as well. Um, basically walking corpses. Even more disconcertingly, sort of floating above the channel, you see a skull that's giving off this green glow. It's engulfed in green flame. Flea named Flame Skull. Yes. Flame Skull. <laughs> flame Skull. Flame Skull. Uh, I'm going to look back and tell my companions what is happening. The zombies are sort of just mindlessly scuffling around. Um, the, 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 the floating skull is also sort of just floating around, um, sort of rotating and, and looking around. They're not, nothing's making any aggressive moves towards you. I don't know what my companions are. I mean, I, I don't know exactly if they're ready or anything behind me, but in this hallway in front of me, maybe five, ten feet in front, I want to cast bonfire on the ground. So if, in order to get to me, they might have to pass through it just to have an additional barrier or something between me and them. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I don't have to... It, I'm not casting it at anything. It's just casting it on the ground. Yeah. So it just it just happens. And uh, I'm just going to wait on everyone else and see what's going on. In the event that they start moving at me, um, I'm just going to prep Eldritch Blast. Um, well, the rest of you are sort of, I guess, investigating the bugbear. <laughs> From around the corner, all of a sudden, you just hear, and you can see... <laughs> Uh, light as it, you know, flickering from around the corner. You can't see the fire itself, the rest of you, but you can see the flickering of it. Yeah, um, kid, did you just light something on fire? Only the ground. And very slowly, there's things take notice of it, and they're sort of shuffling forward. Yep, hey, we got company. Right, yeah, probably because you started a fucking fire, you fucking jackass. And uh, I'm if they start moving this way, which they are, I'm just going to start Eldritch Blasting. Yeah, uh, that zombie up front actually managed to roll pretty high in his perception, so he does see you. Really? <laughs> yeah. the fire. Um, so uh, let's all roll initiative. I rolled a 17. Trump, 15. Uh, Mooney, what did you get? 13. So this young zombie is going to shuffle down, sort of fall. They're not exactly adept climbers, as you can imagine. Sort of fall into this channel. And he can't quite make it to the fire, but he can get right before it. But as that zombie, only kid can see this. Um, there is almost this sort of this crunching, cracking noise as its rotted bones sort of take some damage, you can see it's, it's, it's one of its ankles almost snaps, and it's sort of limping and dragging it forward with it. 
did it land or is it is it near that fire within five feet? Uh, yes, it is. So it's a dexterity saving throw. It needs to be 14. Well, as we all know, zombies are quite dexterous. That is a nice big six. That is 12 points of fire damage. 12 points of fire damage, sorry. Still standing. Uh, now you can smell burning, bubbling flesh as it gets closer and closer to this. You see this zombie sort of come out of the darkness that you can't see. You can only make it through that here. Though. Likewise for this zombie. 20 can make it about there. And now it is... Nope, just kidding. This zombie is going to fall basically directly into the fire. Um, okay. Uh, dexterity and saving throw. And he's going to get right up here. Let me do the dex throw. Uh, that is a 19, actually. Or sorry, not 19. Okay, a, a 17. A 17. He's still fine. He is going to take 1d6 bludgeoning damage, though. And he's going to take a swing at you. And the rest of you now can see the zombie as it comes sort of shambling forward and attacking Kid. And that is a 15. That misses. So the zombie actually manages to get to you. And it's sort of just, it's kind of scratching at your armor, uh, basically, and completely ineffectively. And it is now your turn. Okay. Um, Eldritch Blast, finger gun, right into that one. Okay, go ahead and roll uh, to hit. Blocking A. First one was only a 10 to hit. 10 hits. What? Cool. All right. Um, that is... Uh, Nine points of damage. Nine points of damage. Already. Still standing. Uh, okay, well, and then the, my second blast is a 24 to hit. Also hits. And that is going to be 16 points of damage. 16 points of damage. So you sort of blast two holes through it. Oh, yeah, there's no chance. Never mind. Okay, so that zombie collapses. He is a pile of gross, mushy... Which brings us to Trump. Um, zombie number seven. I'm going to do Vicious Mockery. Zombie number seven. You, I'm trying to think. I don't think you'd be able to see zombie number seven from where you're at. Um, can, I make, can I make my way up towards a kid to peer around the corner and see him? That is a a natural one, which means it's a minus one. Uh, you don't have the guts to fight us. Obviously, I mean, if you look at yourself, you're just a bag of bones. You ain't got no guts. And he <laughs> takes seven points of damage. It doesn't really seem like it comprehends what you're saying, um, but it still th- it still dies. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is our friendly neighborhood, Flame Skull. Flame Skull is going to cast Fireball. It knows Trog is there from it just attacking. It sees Kib, um, who just blasted one of the zombies, and it sort of it has these glowing red ruby eyes. Sort of, it doesn't have much of an expression aside from the, the grinning sort of skeleton face, skull face. As it looks directly at you, 
you can see sort of this swirling ball of green fire coalescing, and it's going to shoot directly at you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a saving throw, right? I'm not totally sure, but I'm going to look it up right now. I believe it is, because it's an alley. A dexterity, dexterity <clears throat> saving throw. I rolled a 19. Yes. 19. Okay, uh, I think, what's the radius? 20-foot radius. So if it hits kid, it's actually going to hit everybody. So everyone needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Got a nat 20. 24. I got an 18. 18. Uh, so everyone passes, uh, except me. Moody, you're going to take 30 points of damage. Holy shit. He's, he's, a, he's a pretty strong spellcaster. All right. I am back to furball form, obviously, because Jesus. And that's going to be his turn. Which brings us to uh, Mooney. Oh, Mooney doesn't know what to do now. Um, let me throw out an ice knife. Uh, you'll have to move. From where you are, you can't actually see anybody. You'll have to move into the channel. Uh, yeah. Ice knife, we are doing straight at the flame skull. That is a... You are going to have to do the deck saving throw for the buff. Oh, yep, I'll do that now. Uh, that that's a fail on the fire bonfire saving throw. It would be eleven points of damage. Okay. Yeah, definitely <laughs> running after this. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I I purposely had pushed it into the next one to avoid this. <laughs> uh, ice knife at the flame skull. That is a nineteen to hit. Uh, should hit. Yeah, and it's- then it's up to you to see whoever else. Gets hit by the uh, the shards. Uh, what's the? Uh, is it five feet? Five foot of the point where the ice exploded, and it's a dex saving throw. I'll let that hit uh, zombie number six. That is a twelve. Twelve for which one? Uh oh! Did they both need to do a dex saving throw? Both, but yeah, both need to roll. Okay, so, uh, so the zombie got a twelve. Uh, and then the flame skull a an eleven. Cool. Okay, they both fail. So flame skull will take nineteen points of damage. What kind of damage is that? Thirteen points of piercing, six points of cold. Okay. And then zombie that- takes six points of cold. Zombie takes six points of cold. Got it. And then I am immediately running out of the way, like closer okay. to the well. <laughs> <laughs> the well. The well seems friendlier at this point. At this point, yes. <laughs> I am like close to dead. So this, you guys see this shard of ice go flying off this skull and it explodes. As the splinters sort of hit the skull, it doesn't seem like it does the full amount of damage as the ice itself is kind of melting as it gets close to it. So it does take damage, uh, but not the full melt. The zombie itself, you can see now, shards of ice sticking out of its body. And now it is this zombie's turn. He's also going to do the same thing. He can get just right here with his movement. So he's going to take 1d6 bludgeoning. And dexterity saving throw. 
And the deck saving throw, which is going to be 13. That is 10 points of fire damage. Still standing. Gross smell of burning flesh still lingering in the air. Um, Archie. Shoot an arrow at a little flame skull, McGee. Actually, yeah. Yeah. The old flame skull. We'll shoot an arrow. Yeah, yeah. 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 Flame skull. 18 plus 8, 26 to hit. That's hit. 8 points of uh, piercing. 8 points of piercing, yeah. So the arrow flies out and strikes it a bit off to the side of his forehead as sort of a chip of bone comes flying off the skull as your arrow connects. Um, and, and that's how I'll make my turn. All right. Who is next? Zombie number four. Going to fall into the hole. He can get about here to the side of the water wheel. He's going to take his bludgeoning damage. He can fall in the hole too. Why not? They all need to jump in the hole eventually, right? Zombie number one. Whatever. Fall in the hole. He's going to just walk through the fire. He can actually make it to Archie. Uh, his deck saving throw is a... Doesn't matter, like a two. Nice. That's going to be 12 points of damage. 12 points of damage. Okay. And now that he's in range, he's going to take a swipe at Archie. Not good. A 10 to hit. 10 to hit? He does not yep. hit. So again, similar to what happened with Kid, it's sort of weak, flabby zombie arms sort of just scrape ineffectually against your, your chain mail. Or whatever you're wearing. I leather armor. Yeah, that's right. You have the black leather armor. Um, which brings us to um, Kit. Okay. Um, I'm going to step forward here just so they can't move out of the range of that bonfire if they keep moving. So that way they have to continuously end their turn um, either in the fire or moving back to provoke an opportunity attack. I am going to do Eldritch Blast to the one who's attacking Archie. Okay. Uh, and that is a natural one on the first. <laughs> is that it? Uh, a 14 on the second. That does it. And that's going to be 11 points of damage. And which one were you, were you attacking the one in front of Archie or the one in front of you? Zombie one. Zombie one. Okay. So again, you, you blast the hole through him and it collapses on the ground. Let me do one quick roll. Yep. You blast a hole through the zombie and it collapses on the ground. But then it sort of slowly picks itself back up with now with a gaping hole in its stomach. Um, it sort of puts sort of pulls itself back together in a way and then stands back up and it's still oh. menacingly standing in front of Archie. Um, which Brings us to Trog. How is Flame Skull looking? He's looking injured, but still relatively strong. I'm gonna turn the corner and um, say moist as a dissonant whisper. <laughs> Alright, what, what do I have to do with that? A wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw. I mean, for a flame skull, too, they, they probably despise yeah. what that word is, what it stands for. Right. Eight, but he has magic resistance, which gives him advantage on saving throws against spells. 
and that's a natural 20. <laughs> Son of a bitch. This is, this is for the bugbear you threw in a hole. <laughs> Nine points of damage. You notice as a... It doesn't take the full brunt of your spell. Uh, but you do see cracks starting to form on the surface of this, this grinning skull. Um, whose turn it now is. Um, he's going to cast Flaming Sphere. Uh, Fuck. Which, Wait. which works similar to Bonfire. And he's going to cast it sort of right here. Caddy corner to your Bonfire. Um, yep. So Flaming Sphere, five foot diameter sphere of fire. This also green, similar to the skull. Um, sort of bursts into existence uh, basically basically between Kid and the zombie number two. And you guys can particularly now with the bonfire and the swimming sphere, you're starting to sweat. It's very fucking hot. Um, and it, it, it works similar, similarly to bonfire. So anyone that ends their turn within five feet has to make a deck save throw. So uh, for right now, no one's taking any damage from it because you haven't ended your turn yet. After casting that, the flame skull is going to... He's going to float up a bit higher. So now the flame skull is basically touching the ceiling, which is about 30 feet in the air. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to move this way. And that'll be the end of its turn. <clears throat> which brings us to Mooney. All right. I'm going to do <laughs> Healing Spirit... Uh, just right above all of us. Uh, five foot cube. Uh, I'll end my turn there so that their next turns they'll get healed. Uh, for a five foot cube, it can only be centered on one person. So you can do either Trog or Kid, but it wouldn't be able to. I have no idea who's lower. I'm going to go with Trog. Okay, so Trog, you can do. Uh, Mooney, you do the the healing, and also you can whatever the spirit looks like. Your choice. Oh, we get to do this again. Um, I kind of want one that looks like Elton John with just like really big sunglasses, and that's four points. Okay, so John, you're gonna heal four points damage as um, Elton John comes sort of strolling up next to you. Zombie number two is going to just straight up walk into this sphere. It doesn't give shit. And take a swing at kid. Which is a 17. Um, you are going to take three points of bludgeoning damage as the zombie's kind of wimpy little fist just sort of strikes you in the center of your armor. It will leave but a minor bruise the next day. Um, and that'll be the end of his turn. The zombie number two, uh, I mean, as soon as he, as soon as he's done hitting you, he basically just bursts into flame as, as the heat gets to him and gets his, uh, his skin. Let me roll his constitution real quick. Oh, another natural one. So this zombie is dead. He is on fire and Oops, I just deleted the flaming sphere by accident, but the zombie's gone. 
And now it is Archie. Yeah, Archie. All right. I'd like to put away my bow, pull up my special dagger. It's more glowy. And also my other non-glowy dagger. I'm going to try to slide between the zombie one's legs. Like, stab him in the dick. I understand That's I'm going to slide right... <laughs> okay, into the fire. Right into the fire. <laughs> stab him in the dick. Slide. I want to slide through the fire. <laughs> okay. You'll still take damage from it, but you can, you can do it. <laughs> yeah. So... And, and I'm going to multi it, like double stab him in the dick. Yeah, give me the attack roll. And then also the dex saving throw for the bomb. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so 23 for the first one. Oh, and uh, 22 for the second one. Yep. Okay. And do, 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 one of those is a sneak attack. Eight, nine points of damage on the first effect. Six points of damage on the second. Goodbye, Sammy number one. He's a slide underneath him. It's like underneath. Um, you do get a little bit of rancid gross Sammy Gus splattering down on you as you basically duck as you go underneath. spray on fire, which does do damage to you, presumably. But it also has the extra benefit of burning. Right, zombie guts are burn off of me. And I rolled a 19 on my dexterity. Cool. Good, good. So you don't take damage, but the zombie guts do get burn off. So you're not going to cool. guts. Then that brings us back up to Kit. Cool. Uh, I am going to do Eldritch Blast on the Flames Fall. I have a 120 foot range. Yeah, you And. For the first, that is very cool. 22 to hit. Hits. And the second is not good. That is only a 9 to hit. So um, for the first one, I do 12 points of damage. Okay. And then I'm going to use my movement speed to... Oh, shit. Uh, as a bonus action... As a bonus action, I'm going to drop my bonfire. Okay. And then I'm going to follow him and see if I can get to the other side of uh, this flame sphere. And uh, I mean, that's yeah, it's only 15 feet of movement. So. All right. Yeah. In that case, I guess I'm I'm just standing uh, right behind Archie then. Okay. Uh, as you shoot this Eldritch blast with flame skull. Um, its mouth has been the entire time sort of clacking, almost as if it's like laughing. Um, and the Eldritch Blast this time sort of hits it square in the mouth. And you see now the, the green crackling energy of your Eldritch Blast sort of blends in with the flame uh, coming out of the skull. But you see the cracks um, that had been forming on it after Trog's uh, Dissonant Whisper spell. Um, you can see the energy sort of glowing in between the cracks as it gets brighter and the flame skull shatters and the flame extinguishes as pieces of skull and little green embers are sort of floating into the ground, onto the ground, excuse me, into this channel. So does that put out the flame sphere then? Yes, it does. So flame sphere is okay. gone. 
Cool. And it is now Trog's turn. Uh, zombie number five, Vicious Mockery. A guy, I'm sorry that when you go to the dance, you ain't got nobody to to uh, dance with. He's a zombie, <laughs> not a ghost. He's got a too. He has no soulmate. Six points of damage. Six points of damage. Again, the zombies don't really comprehend uh, what you're saying to them. But as you say that, little little, little pieces of his right flesh just fall off his face around his ears. Still standing. Zombie number five, who just died. It was his turn before he was going to destroy Archie. Since he's standing next to him, that is a 15. Five hits. You are going to take two points of bludgeoning damage as the zombie that was just sonically assaulted by Frog swings out his arm at you and has this catchy sword on your shoulder. No, Mooney, you're up. Yeah, I'm going to still stay back a bit, but I'm going to move the healing spirit. Uh, this time, place it on. Uh, that's all right. I'll just move it to uh, Trog again. And you get another five points. And that, that that's all I'm doing. Okay. In which case, Archie, you are up. Snap the little bitch that slapped me. <laughs> Come on, it's just it's just a friendly punch on the shoulder. Uh, eighteen to hit. Eighteen does indeed hit. Sixteen points of damage. So basically, you just eviscerate this guy as his guts are spilling onto the ground. Um, let me roll his constitution check real quick. Fails, which means he uh, is done. So, and then with my bonus action, I have two weapon fighting. So with my other dagger, I want to fucking stab zombie number four. Okay, go ahead and roll that. That is a dirty 20. Yeah, dirty twenty. Six points of damage. Six points of damage. So you stab into his sort of fleshy body. It doesn't react with any kind of noticeable pain, uh, but you did do some damage to it. And it is, in fact, zombie number four's turn because I totally skipped him in the last round because he had a nineteen on his initiative. Um, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna swing at you, uh, Archie, since you're right in front of his face with a nice big. Uh, five. Uh, in fact, surprisingly, this is. Yeah, so swings just straight over your head. <laughs> uh, getting you up. All right. Uh, I'm going to move to the corner of this channel. Okay. And I'm going to cast Aldrich Blast. On the first, that is an 11. Hits. Which is for. Nine points of damage. <laughs> and the second one is a 21, which is for five points of damage. Uh, the zombie, you basically hit him against that mass blowing, comes off his body and holds into him uh, as he starts to collapse to the ground. Let me do his contact real quick. One, and he is uh, collapsed into a pile of bones and Meat. And uh, that is the end of initiative. 
So before we end, uh, would I be allowed to use the healing spirit? I still have five heals left. Oh, yeah, I was going to see if I could do, since I have five, could I do two on me and then one for everybody else? Uh, if you call everyone, then they'll make their way back to you. <laughs> Get over here, easy. now. <laughs> the, spirit, the spirit can only move 30 feet in a, so 30 feet every six seconds. So, I'm, uh, God, you ought to say you can. It's pretty close. Anyway. Like, so as you guys are cleaning up the rest of the zombies, you see this little elf John fairy sort of flying around your head as you start to feel rejuvenated. Tiny, dan- t- t- tiny dancer playing in the back of your mind. No, I was going more Crocodile Rock. I think Crocodile Rock Kicking in the back of your mind. <laughs> how, how much HP? Kid, you get five. Archie, you get four. And Trog, you get six. And then I got 11. Well, that sucked. Right, yeah, but we fucked that shit up, bud. Yeah, alright. I guess it's uh, time to keep moving on. And then we'll throw on the 2B continue.